Hi Che, just catching up with your uh, Dungeons Master, Dungeon Master's Diary, so um, I'm really glad you, you got, got your zines in the end. It sounds like it was a, a pretty pretty close call. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess those envelopes that uh, were, were knocking around in my cupboard were not so good. Anyway, I'm glad, that, glad they made, made it there and you know, as for the note, it might have been short, but it was definitely heartfelt. I, I definitely, you know, want to say that I think your podcast is is doing a good thing, reaching out and uh, helping, you know, the the would be lapsed gamer back into the hobby. You know, no one needs an excuse to get back into gaming, but uh, you know, this this I think your podcast really does sort of address that that whole thing. Anyway, I'm gonna wrap it up, but uh, uh, hopefully you uh, have a, you enjoy that. And the Master's Horde was the very first thing I I, I put together. Um, anyway, have a look. I hope you enjoy it. Cheers. Bye. Things he won't share with us The darkness in his brain The dungeon master's plan The pleasure and the pain What's better left unknown Keep calling out to me I hear him think out loud To die the Only the brave shall come My name is Che Webster, and this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary. Hey there, Che. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Long time listener, possibly first time caller. I can't remember because my memory is absolutely rubbish. However, I've been listening to your recent GM diaries and I've really been enjoying those. Particularly, I think when you're talking about your sort of slowly coming around to the idea that an appropriate level of simplicity might be a desirous thing. And that's something I've been sort of working towards myself. I also thought it was interesting to hear about someone who appears to be coming from the opposite side of that scale to myself and hearing about your experiences with getting into the OSR gaming and the whole sort of rulings over rules mindset. It's great to hear that and I'm really enjoying the podcast. So keep up the good work, dude, and I'm sure I will send you some more messages in the future. Take care. Hey, she. Um, I just listened to your, I think it's episode 23, where you talk about um, old school essentials and uh, it was making me think I turn my back, my mind back to, let's see, um, third edition where they started bringing hit points and all sorts of things for doors and various other items, uh, making the rules much more complex. And and uh, I was thinking your problem or the problem that you had previously regarding um, how the rules, the missing rules. Well, I'm looking at Homlet, the village of Homlet, and he's got doors with... Uh, 30 hit points or 40 hit points here, 50 hit points, and you have to use an axe or a hammer to break them down. The point being is in old school rules, I guess, you just use your common sense, you know? The drawback being, of course, that if you hammer away at a door, you know, you're going to encourage, get monsters coming. Alternatively, you could use tools to take the door off, right? You could have screwdrivers or, I don't know, um, you could have crowbars, right? Um, so the idea, I suppose, would be for the referee to listen to the players, hear what they're saying and make a ruling based on the situation, you know, and uh, it's not always going to be the same ruling. You're going to take case by case, depending on 
what the players say and it might not always be fair and you can always roll dice and you know work out a percentage for something to be effective or not but um yeah you don't need a rule i mean d6 one one in d one in six two in six three in six you know um make a make a ruling and based on their creativity and go with it have a bit of fun Three lovely call-ins there with Goblin's Henchman at the top of the show and John Large from Red Dice Diaries uh, kind of coming in and commenting. Thanks, John. I really appreciated that. And, of course, Minion from a wee Timorous Bushi. Oh, my goodness. I cannot remember the name of your podcast. Hmm. Anyway, thank you so much for calling in, guys. I really did appreciate that. And, uh, yes, I'm certainly getting into those zines, Goblin's Henchman. One other comment, actually, on... um, Minion's uh, thoughts on doors there because, of course, yes, absolutely hit points in the Village of Homelet. And because it certainly occurred to me that the Village of Homelet was written for first edition advanced Dungeons and Dragons. And of course, I was com- talking about um, what is essentially the basic expert rules. And it's interesting, isn't it, that these uh, little details kind of came in and got sprinkled into various modules, and I suppose were the genesis of the rule books and the later kind of way the game was being played which i just find interesting i'm going to be wanting i think very strongly to get do a kind of comparison across all the editions through to sort of second edition because i feel like i want to understand what got added what got taken away what was tweaked what changed and how the game kind of evolved i really sort of want to just get my head around that and uh yeah just thanks for that thought and of course of course you can take doors off hinges and all that kind of malarkey what i was talking about of course was my previous state of mind in which i just find it irritating that the rules didn't seem complete and of course that mindset is changing thank you guys oh what's this more call-ins i got oh goblin's henchman and it looks like josh beckelheimer Let's see what they've got to say. Hi, Jay. Goblin's Henchman here. I'm not sure if I got the right end of the stick here, but uh, it did sound a few like a few episodes ago. You talked about sort of a splinter group that left uh, your main group, main main group, and that you were kind of seeing this as a sort of uh, maybe a negative thing. And again, if I got this wrong, sorry about that. But I actually think it's a very positive thing. If you've created a group that is self-sustaining and that's moved away, well, that's that's fantastic. Um, I think everyone probably listening to this podcast was a member of a group at one point, and but no one currently listening to your podcast is still a member of that same group. You know that's how things evolve and spread and, and dissipate. So, you know, I don't think you should. I think, in fact, you should feel you know very happy that they they're content to to take that um, under their own sort of roof, as it were. Um, you've you've created that group and it's spun out into the world, and um, I think that's great. Anyway, if I got the wrong of the stick, sorry, but. Uh, you know, just wanted to say, you know, good for you. Hey, Josh Beckelheimer here. So I'm a Christian too, a Presbyterian or a Reformed Calvinist, if that helps identify much clearer exactly what I am. But and I think you're right about the ignorance of not understanding what things are and definitely the whole skewed view of things that that they're taught you know that a lot of christians are taught in their churches or whatnot i mean where i live here in north carolina in the states there's a ton of like southern baptists it just it's just sadly it's a lot of ignorance and 
And it is things like satanic panic and just random stuff that just doesn't make any sense. And I don't know. It's really sad that people look at a, a game and view it as evil. Also, I too got a package from Goblin's Henchman. And the crazy part is my envelope was messed up exactly like yours. Like it was slit down the side. I mean, the material themselves, the the three little zines, they're good condition. But yeah, man, like mine was completely open. I don't understand. So maybe Mr. Uh, Gobby there needs to figure out if it's something at his post office, someone's going through opening it or something. Because that's strange that both of ours were you know, tampered with in the exact same style. Or who knows, maybe it's just crazy paranoia stuff. I don't know. I mean, there's a name on there, Goblin's Henchman. That might be a little shady. I don't know. (laughs) So thanks, Mr. Henchman and Josh Beckelheimer from JB Publishing. It's great to have these messages from you guys. and kind of nice to put them together, you know. Right, first, Mr. Henchman, yes, you got the wrong end of the stick. I don't really mind that the guys went away, although I sort of do miss playing with them, um, or at least being around them when they play, but that's all right. I'm with you on that. Josh, I'm going to kind of just say that thanks for the message about, um, you know, your views relating to like, Christianities and gaming, Christianity and gaming, and I think I've just been getting an overwhelming number of messages. I've had various sort of tweets on Twitter, messages on um, Facebook, messages on MeWe, generally supporting the viewpoint that we've been airing that um, you know, gaming is, is, is not in and of itself an evil. And in a lot of ways, as gamers, we don't really understand the fear around it. But of course, um, I do respect that people you know, genuinely don't understand what we do. And, and sometimes I just feel like, I don't know, try not to roll your eyes and uh, you know, be patient and um, show them, I guess, or explain it to them if you can. But I also know in my heart that a lot of the time people are not going to listen to the voice of reason. And yeah, on the subject of the envelopes, that's surely really too much of a coincidence. I don't really believe in coincidences, you know. And um, I just wonder, you know, whether, yeah, Goblin's Henchman, are we causing some kind of post office alert in this age of global terrorism? <laughs> Who knows? All right, the postie came today, and I'm um, oh, just so excited, really, because I got a got the Dolmenwood map. I um, if you go to uh, necroticgnome.com, you go to the freebie bit, you can download the GM's map. My now, I have to say, if you're going to play in a Dolmenwood game, do not look at this map. There's a million spoilers on it for anyone who's a player, okay? Do not ever look at the Dolmenwood map unless you're going to run it and GM it, right? But you can get this file, and I had it printed onto A2, and it is gorgeous. I mean, Gavin Norman's um, work is just phenomenal. I... Um, I don't really know who did the map, um, but it is beautiful. It's a long thing, a thing I long admired, if you like. It's just the thing probably when I first saw Wormskin, I was most drawn to. And probably the reason why I'm more excited about this campaign. It's like a map I could never draw. Um, and I just want to know, I mean, in lots of ways, I'd like to know who the artist is. And this is exactly how I'd like the rest of my entire world to be mapped. Because 
Now, Donwood for me, okay, just going to say this. Donwood for me is getting dropped into my Covnia. It's part of my world now, and um, it's just going to be that way. I'm starting to realize that actually a lot of my fantasy bits need to go into the world, you know, this world that's mine. And um, I kind of need that to happen. I need to be able to appropriate and steal things, but put them in my own world and kind of do my own thing with them. And Donwood is is going there. Um, and, you know, I've made this commitment. I'm going to run four sessions. I'm starting to suspect that, um, you know, it won't be a, <laughs> a thing that I do long term. I don't know. Um, I feel that way because of two things, partly because of the book that John Shaw has recommended to me. Um, and um, I'm, I'm doing, by the way, the exercises in that, John, and uh, it's having a profound effect on me. Um, I realise that I'm a scanner and I realise that um, one of the, I'm starting to get my head around why I move from thing to thing and I'm starting to accept that it's okay to move from thing to thing but I'm utterly digressing from talking about the Donwood map that I'm so excited about. Um, yeah, I, I'm at home today and I'm, I'm, I'm ill. I, I really am. I've never felt so drained and um, so, you know, unable to uh, really kind of maintain attention for a long period. But, you know, I just get a headache and I've been getting migraines and it's, you know, it's just tough. And I'm trying to put a brave face on it all really and, and you know, keep going. Um, I'm so glad I'm signed off work, let's put it that way. Um, but, hey, anyway, I um, – but I'm, I'm delving into um, – kind of why why I'm trying to get my head around why I can't settle on anything in gaming and I think John Shura has pointed me at the reason and um, but here I am I'm just so excited about Dolmwood um, it's just beautiful so Gavin if you're listening man I, I don't know if you listen to my podcast but if you are just thank you for that map because it's beautiful and it is a wonderful thing and I really now want to go and explore it and I'm really hoping my players will come with me and I'm, I'm really hoping that playing Old School Essentials in Donwood, that that's, that experiment, that um, exploration is going to be exciting. It seems like it will be. I had a fabulous conversation with Shandy Andy last night. He popped over to see me um, and it was a wonderful thing. Thank you, um, Andy, for coming over. I really appreciated it. And we kind of had pizza and chilled out and talked about all sorts of rubbish amongst it gaming and it seems like he's pretty excited that I'm going down the old school essentials route but we talked about um some of the whys and where I've you know how I've got there and I just realized that uh yeah this is the time and um whilst I was exhausted at the end of our conversation last night I felt so energized as well you know internally so enthused and um there's nothing like it, is there? Sharing your hobby love with someone else who shares your hobby love. It's nothing like that. But I'm going to stop witching. You know what? I just realised something about the school club. And the reason why it's kind of shrunk down as well. And that's because after an initial boost of energy and enthusiasm from me... What's happened is that a number of other people have gone away and done their own thing. But they've done their own thing elsewhere... Some people have fallen away because it's not for them, and that's fine. 
But the ones who have stayed, you know what? They're dependent on me. And I kind of wonder if the best thing I could do for them is to stop doing things for them. Because in the past, when the club has been like fullest, when there's been lots of other people there, that's because there's lots of other groups going on that somebody has been, hmm, I don't know, volunteered to become a dungeon master and, you know, run a game. Their game's mastering something of their own. And um, I just get out of their way. I just let them get on with it. And when I was happiest running the club, in some ways, it's when I kind of can come in with a bunch of newbies and get them started and then butt the hell out of there and leave them to it. And you know what? I kind of think that that's what I need to do. Also, that what that means is it frees up my time and energy. And whilst it's um, good fun to sort of teach people new things, there comes a point where you kind of, I think, have to let them go. So I don't know. So a few thoughts... I had today were that I've got that big stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of RPG stuff that um, I'm not using and a good chance I'm never going to use a lot of it and I kind of think that one use for it is to take some of the key things that are great for beginners say the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition starter set or the um, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition essentials kit um, just two examples off the top of my head and to take those to school and essentially give them to people to play with, to say, hey, go, play with that, do your thing. And I think I kind of need the courage to step away from it, to, like, get out of their way. It's going to be scary at first. I good job, I'll, good, good chance I'll lose them all because, you know, I'll kind of say, well, I'm not going to run anything. And they'll be like, well, what the hell do we do? And that'll be that. But you know what? If they're going to have their hobby, they have to have a hobby of their own, don't they? So that's where I'm thinking. And, uh, you know, yell at me if you think I'm totally wrong. But I just can't help but thinking that might be the right thing to do, you know. Tomorrow is uh, Dungeons of Thal online. And um, I suddenly realised that I just really hadn't done the next bit of the dungeon as a digital map. And I got up uh, maybe an hour and a half ago, I think. I tried to sit down and start to um, sort of build that dungeon, really. And I, I started laying down. I kind of started some work on it already. I, basically, what I've got is a nice big hand-drawn, um, probably A2 pad, I think, of, of a squared paper with a map on it, just gloriously huge. And um, hand-drawn and um, loads of ideas in my head about how to stock it, but I hadn't bothered sort of stocking it on the paper because I was thinking what I'd done in the past, which is then go onto my computer and I open up GIMP and I've got some dungeon tile stuff and I start actually laying out the entire dungeon tile by tile. <laughs> so literally 10 foot square by 10 foot square in lovely colour and beautiful um and you know the the maps have been nice i've done quite a few of these i've probably done about four or five of these over time and they're really lovely to look at but they just take bloody hours um to, to do and i think when i was learning how to do it i was interested um but the reality is that i'm just not interested in doing them i'm not a digital map maker you know frank turfler's your man for that or um uh you know what's his name csp chris <laughs> uh, crooked style publishing um you guys are the, the genius at that not me um and whilst i would dearly love somebody uh to make all my maps into lovely digital maps for me that's just really not going to happen either so 
the truth is I have to do them myself or I have to like play in a different way and I I've just gone on Discord actually this morning to fess up to the players because I think one of the attractions of the game I run on Fantasy Ground has been this thing where you can, I mean, I've always enjoyed it, where you can put the tokens on the map in the dungeon and literally explore the map. Um, and, you know, with the forthcoming kind of Fantasy Grounds uh, being redone and there's going to be a new edition of that software, that's going to have like lighting, a little dynamic lighting as well. So, the one thing that you know Roll20 has that Fantasy Grounds doesn't currently have and that will be lovely you know you can have the map and as they go down with their torch in hand or their lantern in hand you know the map reveals itself and I think that's beautiful and wonderful but um the truth is when I'm building a mega dungeon is that I don't have the time and I don't have the will to build those digital maps I'm just not skilled enough at it and fast enough at it and um every hour I'm spending making the map is um an hour I'm not spending prepping you know, designing dungeon. And I don't know what the players would prefer. Um, but I know what I would prefer. I would prefer to be making more of those hand-drawn maps and stocking them um, than I would making digital maps to make it look pretty on the night. And um, so I'm, I've made a decision. I'm just not going to do that. And then I think I'm going to turn up tomorrow night prepped to play. I'm going to spend some time prepping the dungeon, you know, making sure there are some encounters if you like <laughs> things in the room uh interesting stuff um well i hope it's interesting but i'm i'm just not going to do the map and um i guess if that means players don't want to play anymore that's okay isn't it i mean maybe that's the thing maybe this is just a short-lived thing because if that's i mean ultimately i feel like if if the players are coming because of the cool maps you know the the on-screen visual thing um, that's probably not the same reason I'm playing. Um, because I'm trying to explore what it means to run a dungeon, in a mega dungeon, really, I guess. And I'm also trying to explore what happens if you run an open table mega dungeon. So, hmm, I'm worried about it, though, because I don't want to upset people, you know? I don't want to disappoint people. And um, so, hmm... I think in the end, I mean, I've asked them, so I'm going to see what happens on Discord to see if there's a big outcry, but I'm going to stop trying to build this map. And um, if that means that tomorrow night we've got, I mean, I do have some digital map they could explore if necessary. Um, but actually, if that's kind of, if that's not what they want to do, if they if they want that map, then I'm going to have to kind of play what I can and then uh, be honest and say I, I don't have any more digital map. <laughs> and, and that'll be that so here we go that's um that's a whole rambling way of saying that i think i completely screwed up the way i set up the game and um didn't think that ahead far enough really <laughs> never mind we live and learn right because that's the point game on Saturday night about 11pm, just finished Dungeons of Thal, and I'm absolutely knackered, but it was great. Five brilliant players coming along. It was great to have three completely new characters, two completely new players, so big thanks to um, those guys for coming along and taking part. It was absolutely fantastic. And of course, they penetrated into the second zone of the Dungeons of Thal. And yeah, it was brutal. So ingenuity cleverness in spades and i really enjoyed that and i'm just really pleased we had a good session 
and it looks like we might be queuing one up for another two weeks time so game on hey it's sunday morning i'm just sitting here making coffee and um getting ready for yeah getting back into donwood in case you were worried um you don't need to be worried I, i'm back in donwood going um further into the issues of worm skin today delving and i think i actually have the beginnings of um an adventure idea so i think i might even have the beginnings of a campaign idea which is a very strange thing for me i usually have no idea about a sort of long-term campaign but i think i might have an idea about that and how to do it as well so what's been happening um played Thar last night and that was really good fun it reminded me just how much love i have for gerbs and also how much love i have for the dungeon um because we hadn't played for a month because i'd uh, done a, a divergent and divergence into um traveler i um i was kind of i'd lost momentum and because the players hadn't really been talking to me about it between sessions i was again you know a little bit unsure about whether i wanted to go there again um i had a conversation on discord with hobbs um just he and i and um he's he sort of decided he didn't want to come and play uh, for various good personal reasons but um he he and i were just chatting and um as i was chatting i kind of realized that i uh you know i still have a deep love for that that location and for that particular um idea of a game and i but i was wondering whether you know gerps was still what i wanted to play and then i came away and i realized that yeah absolutely um i think the problem is that i feel like gerps is a sort of encyclopedically written um it's wonderfully detailed game and what it needs is translating into step by step how to learn to play this and i think that i might need to do that i think that i might need to develop my Dungeons of Thal notes into perhaps a series of blog posts or something um, in which I kind of expound how to get into it because um, what was really exciting last night was the low-level play. I think um, Bob Pianka said it best. It really kind of, you know, there were loads of little basically mundane challenges that kind of like needed a little bit of thought and creativity and it was just a blast. It was just so much fun. You know, like for example, getting getting across a five-meter pit um which goes from wall to wall you know how do you do that um and there was just so much in there that kind of there's a there's an interplay between gerps's sort of crunchy skill system um and that creativity that is beginning to work but it only works because i think well i mean at the moment it only seems to work for me because it's really low power and the characters aren't very good at anything and i think that um, anyone who plays GURPS at a really high level probably has no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but I, I think coming into it from a really low level is very exciting. So I'm going to probably try and develop those ideas over time. But at the same time, here I am delving into OSE at the other extreme of gaming in some ways. Um, I don't know if it is all that far away, actually. I don't think it's just think it's an attitudinal difference that I'm I'm moving from one way of thinking about gaming to another way of thinking about gaming and i think there's some kind of like uh truth for me in the middle um which i know makes it sound like i believe truth is a relative thing 
And I think that probably do. I think that it probably is a very individual understanding of how to play these games. And it's why I'm shedding the, the labels that people love to give themselves. Um, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not OSR, I don't think. Not really. I'm not new school either, really. I, I'm me. I'm an individual and I'm playing and I'm learning from all of those different approaches to gaming. I'm learning from all of those wise people out there who play it different, in different ways and different styles, you know. And I have a great massive gratitude to the people who have put out their ideas and shared them. Um, three off the top of my head, you know. Um, I, I just think the Alexandrian and I think the Angry GM and I think um, Creators of Sword and Wizardry um, I just think all of those those folks are, you know, amazing people who have just shared so much with the hobby. And I can think of more. I could just go for hours probably of all the influences and all of the thoughts. And, of course, you know, not even beginning to forget, you know, Gary and Dave, okay? <laughs> um, but I, I, don't, I just think there's so much to learn and I'm really excited about it. And, uh, yeah, going into Dolmenwood. So I've got a coffee and here we go. Game on.